Hey sis, welcome to the For All My Sisters podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Walker, and now it's time to sit back, relax, and tune into your very own Sister Circle audio series. In this circle, we empower each other by sharing our own experiences because going through life alone can be difficult. So whether you're tuned in or tuned out, we're getting ready to discuss the topics essential for growing up in five, four, three, two. Hey, you guys, what's going on? We are back with another episode of For All My Sisters. Now, the other day on my Instagram, I did a topic reveal for what today's episode is going to be about. Um, Based on the interaction that you guys have had with the polls, it seems as though a lot of you have a lot of the same feelings as I do. So we're just going to jump right into today's topic. So, a few weeks ago, Ari Fletcher said, you know, it's 2020, get you some surgery, sis. Don't let these people discourage you, buy the body you want. Yeah. The title of today's episode is called Perfection is a Disease of a Nation, and for all my Bay fans, you guys know exactly where I pulled my inspiration from. If you didn't catch the reference, don't worry, keep listening, I promise you it all comes together. So I got to ask, when y'all think about social media influencers, what big names come to mind, women-wise? Personally, I think of names like Jada Weta, Diara, Aaliyah J, and Jackie Ina, just to name a few. And for most of us, you know, these women aren't just regular Instagram influencers. These are women that we grew up watching even before their big blow up. I'm talking back when people were still uploading collage photos on Instagram, when Instagram group chats had just become a thing and people were still rocking snapbacks, okay? Like, they were influential to us simply based on us enjoying their content. So the other day when I seen Ari's post, I was upset because... You know, personally, I know a few girls that would like to change their appearance with some kind of cosmetic surgery. I know that some of you listening have experienced those feelings or know someone that has thought about it as well. We're all insecure about something, but, you know, with apps like Instagram highlighting people's best features, increasing mental illnesses like body dysmorphia, and distorting the way we feel and see ourselves, promoting cosmetic surgery just puts the icing on the cake. My question is, why is there a need for all of us to look the same? Why do we want to change the very things that set us apart? Now, I don't think that the answer is to bash people who choose to get it. If you really understand what kind of effects these apps are having on us in conjunction with, you know, experiences that we might have had during our childhood with a specific feature, whether it was a comment from a loved one or a friend or just being straight up bullied by your peers, it makes sense why cosmetic surgery is skyrocketing. And it seems like, you know, surgery is the answer because it's available to our generation. Our parents, our grandparents, didn't grow up in an age where it was normal for people, you know, to get nose jobs, boob jobs, Brazilian butt lifts. But, guys, these features that we want to fix so badly are not the problem. How we think about them and see them is. 
See, I love it when Beyonce says in Pretty Hurts, she says, Pretty Hurts, shine a light on whatever's worse. We try to fix something, but you can't fix what you can't see. It's the soul that needs the surgery. Let me give you guys a scenario. You go on Instagram and notice that all of your favorite influencers have the same body, right? Not only do they have the same body, but they all have a pretty face, they have nice clothes, and all these thirsty guys in their comments. Now, you get off Instagram, this being your fifth time, being on the app for the day, and then you go to shower. While you're getting dressed, you catch a glimpse of yourself in the mirror and automatically you begin to criticize yourself. You say things like, oh my gosh, my nose looks so fat. My hip dips are getting worse. My boobs are saggy. My butt is flat. I'm so skinny. Oh my gosh, is that a pimple? And not once do you say to yourself, girl, you look good. Not once do you compliment your eyes or your skin or lips or whatever. Now, some of us avoid the mirror as much as possible and others can't stand to be away because they feel like they have to pinpoint each flaw that they can find. And then we use our time to look at other people's experiences getting the surgery we've decided we're going to save up for. This process doesn't happen immediately either. Like, this isn't, you know, you going on Instagram one day, scrolling through a bunch of pictures, and when you get off, you say oh, I hate my body. No, it's gradual. A lot of us follow our favorite influencers. A lot of these women have gotten some sort of surgery done. And when we go to their page and see their profile, we say things like, yes, girl, you look good. Okay, hair done, waist snatched. Dang, a million likes? All right, what are the comments saying? Then we post a photo and we form expectations about how well our photo is going to do, even if we don't verbally say it. And you know it's true, because when we get less likes than what we thought we were going to get, there's a little bit of annoyance and confusion and feeling like, you know what, yeah, I might just delete this. Whether we realize it or not, we begin to come up with reasons as to why. And be honest, how many times have you said to yourself, Oh, if so-and-so posted the same pic, it would have gotten this many likes. If I was just like this, it would have gotten this many likes. If I look like this, etc., etc. It's okay, because I've been there too. I used to stay watching Aaliyah J's story times back in high school, okay? Now, one of my biggest insecurities growing up were my boobs. Like, I was an early bloomer. But when they grew in, they were small. And if y'all have ever heard of the IBT committee, yeah, your girl was one of its board members. So trust me, I knew all the tricks in the book to look otherwise, if you get what I'm saying. Anyway, so when Aaliyah J had put out her video talking about her boob job, I was sold. I just thought, you know, her boobs were so pretty. They were a really nice size. Why not? As I got older, though, the insecurity subsided. I don't know. It's just like one day I woke up and I just didn't care anymore. I mean, after a while, you kind of learn how to work with what you're given. And you realize you aren't the only one with that problem or what you think is a problem. And yeah, to me, bigger boobs look nice, but they have their own cons. 
I also refuse to go under the knife unless I absolutely have to. And yeah, that's on period. Like, I don't even like needles. So trust and believe my insecurity is not worth all of that. But you see, a fear of being undesirable or being told that the way you look is ugly and needs to be changed, especially when you see others that look different from you getting praised, it can definitely make you feel like that insecurity is worth the procedure. And so that's why I commend women like Diara and Lizzo and whoever else chooses to keep their body natural despite having the money to change it because it says that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes. The issue is not the feature we are insecure about. It's how we feel and think about them that's our issue. Somebody decided that certain features were going to be deemed as beautiful. In today's era, it's black features. You know, big lips, wide hips, slim nose, perky boobs, big booty. And black women are not the only ones dealing with this kind of imaging as well. Now, I'm not saying all. But I mean, how many of y'all have actually ever stopped to think that maybe some of these non-black women that are getting these surgeries are not looking to be black, but to feel beautiful? I want to talk to y'all about this experiment called the Love-Hate Rice Experiment, which was done on three jars of rice. Each jar received rice, water, and a label that said either positive, negative, and neutral. The positive jar received positive words of affirmation, and the one labeled negative received the opposite, right? And the neutral jar was ignored. Now, by the end of the 30 days, what was found was that the neutral and the negative jar had grown mold, but the positive one didn't. Now, other people have tried to come out and debunk this experiment, but there's tons of and tons of research on the power of affirmations. What we speak is a direct link to how we think and what we think is what we see. So how do we expect to feel good about ourselves in an environment where we're constantly thinking or speaking negatively about ourselves and the images around us are enforcing those ideas? Can you see why there's people struggling to accept themselves? The other day, I was watching the Madam C.J. Walker story on Netflix, and for those of you that haven't seen it, yeah, long overdue. I'm going to need y'all to go check that out. I'm telling you, it was really good. Octavia Spencer, yes, my good sis put her foot into that role. But one of the things that I really loved about her character was the fact that, you know, it was a dark-skinned, fat woman with no education who not only got to experience love, but... She never had to change herself to get that love or the millions of dollars that she had earned from her business. In fact, it was her face plastered on the front of her products. And you know why people bought her products? Because her story was relatable. Because she was authentic. And she didn't need to be anybody but herself to achieve that. Now, don't get me wrong, there were definitely people trying to tear her down because of her image and her vision who thought that, you know, she could never or would never make it far because of what she looked like. But she constantly went out of her way to prove to herself that the only thing that really matters the most is what she saw for herself. Ladies, 
we come from a lineage of resilience and beauty and brains. We don't need to change our physical appearance to get anything that wasn't already meant for us to have. Even if someone said we couldn't have it because of what we look like. Why would we continue to pour money into a system that capitalizes off of our self-hate? A system that would not and could not be as successful with millions of us choosing to care for our natural bodies instead of carving them up. I mean, how many of you guys even asked yourselves, why do I feel like I need it? What's stopping me from accepting myself as I am right now? Is getting surgery really going to make me love myself more? How did I get here? As I stated before, I don't believe that, you know, bashing women that have gotten the work done is the answer. Remember, a lot of these women are also dealing with their own insecurities and trauma as well. Think of women like um, Khloe Kardashian, for example. The amount of times that women has gone through surgery, do y'all really think it's only because she wants to look black? Anyways, whatever it is that you choose to do with your body at the end of the day is your business. But I want it to be known that our value and beauty do not exist only when others see it. And it doesn't disappear just because people don't see it. We are made exactly how we were intended to be created and If you feel like you need to physically alter your body permanently because you aren't happy with it, then I'd advise you to look deeper. So to end off today's episode, I'm going to give you guys five activities that you can do to start changing how you see and accept your body. Number one, affirm your naked body every day for a month. So every time you step out of the shower, I dare you to look in the mirror and compliment yourself. Number two, unfollow all influencers that make you want to change yourself. You can't expect to be healthy in an unhealthy environment. Number three, write a list of all the things you love about your body. Number four, journal the answers to these questions in the episode the ones that were mentioned earlier and some you know examples of new ones are what about me is different from the next person what do i like about myself and then lastly every time you think a negative thought about your body replace it with a positive one some of us are still carrying the scars of someone or a lot of someone's that told us that we're ugly or we'd be better if we did this or changed that Someone made us feel like we are not enough, and guess what? That stops today. Who are they to make those kinds of decisions in your life? Like Ply said, you ain't nobody. And he's right, these people are nobodies. If they can't accept you as you are, then keep moving. There are people out there that will cherish every last piece of you. But let me ask you this. When are you going to start that process for yourself? We like to get our hair done, our nails done. We like to wear these really cute outfits, and that's great. 
but it doesn't matter how nicely you decorate the outside if the insides are still falling apart. Hanging around people that make you feel less than is not the behavior of someone that loves themselves. Stop giving your time and energy to things that make you feel bad. Be mindful of the seeds that you're watering and where they are coming from because a lot of times people are projecting how they feel onto you and now you start thinking and feeling the same way. Don't rush to change the things about you that set you apart from the crowd. Celebrate your body. It is a part of your identity and changing anything means losing some of that. The music you just heard was created by Florian DeCross and the title of the song is Nebula Rush. I really hope you guys are able to take something away from this episode and make sure you leave a comment, rate the show, and follow the page on Instagram at For All My Sisters. That's F-O-R-A-L-L-M-Y-S-I-S-T-E-R-S-S. That's it, y'all. Peace.